Episode 85 for October 2009. The Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast is sponsored by MailOrderComics.com. They will save you some money in these tough times by offering today's comics at yesterday's prices. The Spider Spotlight for this episode is The Amazing Spider-Man Omnibus. It reprints the first 38 issues of the Lee Ditko run in Amazing Spider-Man. The cover price is 100 bucks. Mail order has it for $61, which is 38% off the cover price. So check them out at MailOrderComics.com and tell them the Crawl Space sent you. Moving on, we're, we did comic reviews. We're going to do a video game review. I think Stella and I are the only gamer. Well, Zach's the game, but he doesn't have Ultimate Alliance 2. I'm waiting because somebody told me to wait, so I decided to wait. Yeah, yeah don't buy it. Straight up is my review. <laughs> uh, I paid 60 bucks for it. And I beat it in three weeks. Stella, how, how quick did you beat it? That sounds bad. <laughs> um, I think it took me two weeks. Yeah, wow. I don't even know what to say about that. Um, yeah, it took me two weeks to beat. And uh, I am a notoriously slow gamer. It took me three months to beat Infamous. And um, to beat this in two weeks, is, it sort of shows that this is a below-par game for what it should have been. Well, I'm exactly. I don't understand because I never beat games in a month, and I I have I'm still playing Grand Theft Auto 4, and I bought that a year ago, and I still haven't beat it. I'm only 20 percent in that game, and well, that, that's a that's a really uh, engrossing game. There's all these little interesting. I mean, it's really hard to compare Grand Theft Auto to a to Ultimate Alliance. It might. They both cost 60 bucks. Well, I do. And one I didn't get my money's worth. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, I understand that, but but. Grand Theft Auto has all these side missions and all this little, all the little bitty crap that you have to do to com- fully complete the game. Whereas if Ultimate Alliance is pretty straightforward. Stella, what, what, what do you think went wrong with this game? What went wrong? I think yeah. um, story, um, because I was super excited because Civil War is actually one of my favorite um, limited series. So I think they did that to a good extent correct, but it was everything afterwards, the nanites and everything, and then having the yeah. ultimate boss be this, like, weird Nick Fury. It just, I don't know, it didn't really sit well with me. I had actually thought that maybe they'd all come together and do Secret Wars, like not the Nick Fury Secret War, but the actual, you know, 80s Secret Wars, and I thought that would have been kick-ass. But that, that, I, I, I think generally... <laughs> If there said, is a three, but yeah, yeah, there's three. My bad. Go, go ahead, go ahead, Stella. I just, I'm shutting up. No, that's just. I mean, I think story okay. was the main problem. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't think it was long enough either. And I, I wonder if they're going to try to screw us for another ten bucks, like they're giving us Carnage for right. two bucks. They're going to nickel and dime us, and I don't want to play the same game again. I mean, I went through it. And they say, oh, now you can play it on the hard mode. <laughs> no, no, I know what's coming up. Well, uh, you know, it'd be different if 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 the more difficult if it was more difficult, and then you have like different missions you could do. See that, that that's what frustrates me about like Ultimate Alliance One is that oh yeah, if you do a hard mode, you get an extra video at the very end with uh, <clears throat> the Natasha uh, of the Black Widow. You know, that goes back all the way to the beginning of the game, and and, and they didn't. They didn't tie the two games together. They slapped the name on it. Said, "Okay, we're going to do Civil War." Nobody looks the same. We don't have Ultimate Cap as Cap. You have Captain America as Cap. It just. It, it was. It. it didn't, I, I was excited for it, but then after reading, hearing y'all's reviews, I, I'm just not too terribly excited about it. <laughs> so Stella, what was your your grade on it? What do you think? Um, probably C. It was pretty average. I, you know, to anyone listening, I would save your money for an awesome game that you know it'll that you know will deliver, and that's Uncharted 2: Among Thieves. So, or you know, Batman: Arkham Asylum. I I feel like you can't go mm-hmm. wrong with either of those. But yeah, D, D plus out of me. It was fun to see my favorite <laughs> characters on screen. But damn. Come on, now. I, I I want my sixty bucks back. Yeah, that's that's on some little boy's yeah. Christmas list. I'm afraid. So, <laughs> well, it's oh. a little cheaper on Wii Jr. Oh yeah, 
Yeah. It's 40 bucks, but yeah. Well, I don't know, dude. Everything up. I'd get him. Does he have Web of Shadows? Uh, yes, he does. Oh, okay. He loved Web Get him Superhero Squad. I hear that might be kind of fun. Okay. All right. Uh, recommendations for the month. Mr. Bailey, what do you recommend, sir? Um, I've got two recommendations. Uh, they're okay. both Star Trek related. Hey! Uh, The first is, if you go to CBS.com, you can watch for free online all 79 original episodes of the the 60s Star Trek series. I have never watched these. I, I am a Star Trek fan. I've seen the movies, and I was a fan of Next Gen and Deep Space Nine. But I've never really watched the original series, and now I'm, I've, I, I've watched the first episode, The Man Trap. Really enjoyed it, uh, so I'm going to keep on going with that. And better yet, it's free. So uh, free, yeah, fr- free is very good. And a lot of people um, peg Star Trek: The Motion Picture as being. Um, and Kevin, this is not me picking on you, sir. So please don't take it that way. They think it's really boring. <laughs> Uh, but recently, after listening to a, a podcast called Two True Freaks talk about it, I sat down and watched it again, and I watched my my copy of Star Trek The Motion Picture, picture the Director's Edition. If you haven't seen the Director's Edition, watch it. It's they, a lot better, I agree. They did something that George Lucas should have done when he tweaked with the first three Star Wars films. Instead of giving new effects that really don't look good or look like they're really out of place because the technology is so different, everything they changed and every effect they altered, like the whole scene on Vulcan at the beginning of the movie, they did keeping in mind that this has to look like it came out in 1979. And after... Kind of having my, you know, th- thinking of the movie from a different perspective, and 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 wanting to see uh, if, in fact, the the movie was a lot better than I thought it was. I sat down, I watched the film. It was really good, and uh, especially if you get the double D, uh, DVD set, it's got some really good extras on it too. So, two yep. Star Trek things. Cool. Stella, what do you got this month? Oh, boy. For my literature, this is for, you know, the editors, the writers of Spider-Man, as well as everyone else. Because they don't understand women, I'm going to give them a book about women. It is called... (laughs) (laughs) It is called The Second Sex by Simone de Beauvoir. It is pretty much a work on the treatment of women throughout history, and it's often regarded as a work of feminine feminist literature. Um, It was... Published in, I think, in the late 40s, and it was pretty controversial when it came out. I actually read it, and it gave me deeper thoughts as to who I was as a woman. But I think that other men need to read so they understand. Yes, you, writers of Spider-Man, so you understand women. And uh, for I have two movie recommendations really quick. One is The Reader uh, with Kate Winslet. Loved it. It was fantastic. And number two is something I just watched last night, which is New in Town. It was really cute. Um, Renee Zellweger goes to Minnesota and she's like actually from Miami so it's it's a very difficult change but it was very cute and uh, yeah I think those are the three things I have to recommend you might as awesome. well recommend a book on Latin too Stella considering how many Latin phrases you keep throwing around that none of us oh, understand uh, either so. maybe later A to do a J-R-A J-R what do you recommend what? Sir? what? I think Stella Latin. just cried on the inside <laughs> I uh, this this won't be out much longer. But uh, last night I took uh, the boy to see Toy Story one and Toy Story two in 3D, and, nice. and really enjoyed it. Um, the 3D, except for the the, the 3D uh, scene. I mean, they're promoting the fact that Toy Story 3 is coming out in 3D in, in June, and, of course, Disney never passes up a chance to make a buck. Um, the scene in the beginning of the second movie with Buzz in outer space is great. I mean, it just absolutely, you know, you sit there, and, and I have to agree with Peter David. You know, Peter David said after seeing that, George Lucas has to go back and put his Star Wars movies in 3D. Um, the, uh, the it's not, Overall, the 3D just adds depth. Nothing really comes out you in any real cool ways. But, uh, but I mean, they're both very good movies. I mean, they're they're totally family-friendly movies. Adults can enjoy them. Um, 
you know, we all remember having toys that we cherished and, and loved, you know, when we were kids. And the voice acting is really good. I mean, Tom Hanks and Tim Allen, and then in the second movie, you've got uh, Joan Cusack and uh, Kelsey Grammer. It, it, it's great voice acting as well. I mean, they're just two very good movies, period. And it, whether you're a kid or an adult, I think you'll enjoy them. Cool. Uh, Zach? My recommendation for this month is a little bit uh, <clears throat> self-serving. <laughs> uh, uh, first off, I'm going to plug the podcast again because uh, I've had a really good time uh, doing. How can you how can you plug it? You're on it. No, not this podcast. <laughs> Sorry. There's two podcasts I'm going to plug. Uh, one's the Avengers Assemble podcast, which I don't know if that's out yet, but me and Walter Bonham uh, did that one, and that was also he's known as TS Champ on the boards. But uh, the two of us did that one. That was a lot of fun, a little bit different, and. Um, of course, I got to pl- I got to plug the Clone Saga Chronicles podcast, which one of our very own on this podcast, Kevin Cushing, is going to be a part of it, uh, and uh, that's a lot of fun. He's going to be one of my regular panelists, and um, yeah, I'm looking forward. Also, to it. yeah, and also I'm going to plug Sp- uh, Crawl Space Avengers number four, which uh, came out uh, earlier this week, um, and uh, lots of lots of stuff going on in that one. Uh, if you haven't read it. Check it out. Um, have you guys, as any, if any, besides Kevin, have any of you guys read it? I haven't. I love the well, cover, though. And this is where it would have been better if I went first, because I was going to recommend it, too. <laughs> oh, go, go ahead, there, Kevin. Uh, go, take it away. Okay, well, I, uh, yeah, I would recommend Crawl Space Avengers number four. Uh, first thing you'll notice is the absolutely beautiful covers by Gerard Delatour, Enigma 2099, and, of course, our old standby B-Dog, who colors everything. Yeah. Uh, if there's color on the crawl space, he probably did it. Uh, getting past that, the story is very good. It's a good length, good pace. Uh, it was tightly put together, so it was easy to understand. Uh, there was, if you really, if you want to see Kevin Cushing in a hardcore vampire fight, and who doesn't, then Crawl Space <laughs> Avengers number four is his <laughs> film. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of good stuff in this one. There's a good mix of the character interaction along with some villains, some new villains, some mystery teases, some Nick Fury and some Tony Stark. I mean, it pretty much had everything to offer. I don't want to give any more away so you can actually read it, but give it a shot. I think you'll enjoy it. Cool. Uh, uh, and was Zach two... done with the rest of his recommendations? Should I go on with mine? Yeah, go, ahead. go oh. on with yours. Sure. Okay. okay. Um, hey, hey, this is my show. <laughs> I'll tell the bastard to go. <laughs> Sorry, Kevin. Brad, I'm Brad. Brad. Yes, green light. Go, okay. Kevin. <laughs> um, this will probably come as a surprise, but I want to recommend Wolverine First Class, uh, which is kind of a first more ass? first class. Oh, 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 the gotcha. at the beginning. It's <laughs> kind of a more all ages Wolverine title uh, that's in. Really no continuity at all. It's kind of set back before when Wolverine and Kitty Pride were uh, basically teammates, and he was sort of training her. But it's not sticking to that continuity rigidly. It's not set back then. It's just out of continuity, kind of all ages. Thing is, Peter David's writing it right now. Uh, and I picked it up. I picked up one issue, number 18, because Jamie Madrix was on the cover. And I figure if Peter David is writing The Multiple Man, then it's definitely worth giving it a read. Um, and it was it was really fun. It was just a really fun, solid story. Uh, it was didn't seem like it was for kids. Uh, it just didn't have any you know profanity or sex or anything like that. And it was just a good time. And it was all resolved within one issue. So I would definitely recommend just go pick up the latest issue of that and enjoy it. Uh, also, uh, if you like Peter David, X Factor. You gotta love X Factor. I probably don't recommend it enough. Uh, but I've, that book's been great. It's about to hit number 50 and then number 200, so check those out. They'll probably be really good. Uh, last thing is I've watched several pilots of new TV shows this season, uh, and the three that have stuck for me, uh, Flash Forward, uh, which stars Joseph Fiennes, who's a great actor, and a bunch of other really good actors. Uh, and if you like you know, the lost type of character drama with a lot of mystery to it where everything's connecting, You'll probably like Flash Forward. The second, Stargate Universe. Uh, it's a. It seems like basically Stargate Battlestar Galactica. It's a hybrid, but it's pretty good. It's not as good as Battlestar Galactica yet, but it's a solid Stargate show, and I don't think you need to have seen the other ones to watch it, so check that out. Uh, the third one is Community. I'm not a big fan of sitcoms, but this one is absolutely hysterical. It stars 
Joel McHale, uh, who does uh, the soup, I think, on E. Uh, he was also the bank teller that, or the bank CS, CSR that refused Aunt May's loan in Spider-Man 2, so there is a Spider-Man connection. Uh, but yeah, it's got Chevy Chase. It's just about uh, a guy in a community college after he was got his uh, license taken away for being a lawyer, and it's just a lot of fun. So check all those out. You can see all three of them on Hulu.com if you want to check it. Catch up. Cool. All right, my recommendations. Uh, a website, a telephone call, a cartoon, <laughs> and a reality show. Uh, let's see. First one, uh, our good friend Bertoni has uh, set up a crawlspace fan page, so every time that an update happens on the main page, you'll get an update on your Facebook page. So type in Spider-Man Crawlspace in Facebook, and you can find it. TV show, uh, how, the latest season of House started up, and I'm, I'm slowly catching up on the back end of it, but I'm, I'm, I can understand what's going on uh, currently. But House is just a bastard. I love him. He's just a great character. I think in the past, JR has recommended this show, and I... I Second, it's just an awesome show. Uh, this past Wednesday on the Disney XD, Spec- Spectacular Spider-Man premiered. So I recommend that. Set your DVRs if you're a Nielsen family. Uh, right, jot down that you watched it so we can get season three, and Disney will notice that we want more Spec Spidey. Also, uh, on the History Channel is a reality show that called Pawn Stars. Not Porn Stars, Pawn Stars, P-A-W-N, uh, where it's just a father, a son, and a grandson own a pawn shop in Vegas. And it's hilarious. Oh, yeah. I was, Have you seen this I've show? I've seen this it's show, a, yes. And, and like, I love it. The, the one of the ones that just baffled me was one of the players from the New England Patriots. This is a football connection. Mm-hmm. He His Super Bowl ring, which is like, like, Two and a half carats of diamonds on this on the Super Bowl ring. He pawned it. He freaking yeah. pawned it. I was like, dude, I would put that in the lockbox. <laughs> anyway, it's just weird the stuff that comes in, and these the, this father, son, and grandson team are hilarious. It's a yeah. half hour show. It's good stuff. So search for Pawn Stars. All right, we're gonna hit the message board questions up. We're starting with our buddy TS Champ. To all. Do you think the Comics Authority ratings should come back? Jr., you were around when they approved it. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not quite, but close. I, I think the Comic Authority ratings are ridiculous. Um, I, I think the Comic Code Authority was uh, just one of those 1950s, uh, uh, you know, uh, Big Brother type things. And I don't. I, I well, think I, I think ratings on comics are good things, but I don't think the Comic Code Authority has any place today. It, you know, me and Brad were debating this, and uh, actually last night, and I and he was like, "Well, you're I'm, I'm a conservative," and but it, it, the common misconception about this is it was a government entity. Entity. It was like the uh, rating system on movies. It wasn't necessarily demanded by the government. They just did that to cover their own ass. Uh, and some of these, some of this stuff. Um, if you look at the Comic Code of Authority, none of uh, neither six oh six or six oh seven would have been able to even get through. Um, well, it depends on what version of the authority you're talking about. The original one, no. But yeah. uh, later versions, when it had its teeth pulled out, yes. But I, I think the, the, the main answer to this question is that EC Comics isn't around anymore, taking away everyone's business share so they so they don't have to create the uh, Comics Code Authority to put them out of business. Because really and truly, the publishers that created the Comics Code Authority back in '54 did so specifically to put EC Comics out of business. And if you look yeah. at the original code, everything that was in EC Comics was no longer allowed. You know, well, I'm all for um, sort of, I guess, watering down the material if it's too racy and everything. But I think there is sort of a borderline um, stomping freedom of speech. So I guess that's the only concern uh, that I would have. Okay. Kev? All right, Stella, what kind of comic book character would you like to write? Um, one that's already being written, uh, Barbara Gordon, I would love to write. Uh, not necessarily as Batgirl, but just have a comic. And one that does not have a comic, Sharon Carter. Okay. Uh, Kevin, if you could pick an artist to draw Spider-Man Crawlspace, who would it be? Okay, I am now unmuted. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I would I would pick Scott Larson. Absolutely, the guy's done a bang-up job on the covers, and I'd love to see him do the whole thing. 
JR, what's the best and worst Spider-Man Halloween issue? Uh, the best is Peter Parker, Spider-Man number 75, when Norman Osborn comes back as the Green Goblin on Halloween. The worst, I don't know for sure, but I heard that the, this recent Halloween one that was done was pretty bad. So. Oh, it was, it was ass. Well, it was prison ass, to quote an earlier <laughs> comment. Uh, Zach, name three things that could, that would be needed for Ben Riley's return. Uh, publisher, an artist, and a writer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, uh, The Jackal, Norman Osborn, and Kane. Okay. That That's works. Uh, Brad, what is the one interview that you would love to do for Crawl Space but haven't been able to get that person on the show? Steve Ditko. Uh, also, uh, the voice of Spider-Man from the 80s. Uh, Dan, I forget his last... Last name, but he was also Bumblebee in the Transformers. I went to his website and uh, emailed him, and he didn't email me back. So I think that would be fun. Tom KW from uh, Birmingham, England. Uh, I'm guessing either J or Spidey. Yeah. Uh, crap. Okay. I was about to say, if he it's, wants if it's... to know whether this. Uh, he wants to know where this scene with Spidey and Ben fighting symbiotes came from, and that came from the Planet of the Symbiotes storyline. Uh, during the Clone Saga that ran through all those super specials. I couldn't tell you yeah. which specific one of the five super specials it was, but it was in the Planet of the Symbiotes, and I recommend you don't reread it. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it's made of ass. I mean, that was that was one of those pretty much miniseries that was just complete and utter shit. Yes. Greg XB, our good buddy from Los Angeles, Zayman won JR's way with his 30 millionth goblin question. How would you classify Norman's insanity? A lot of people call him split personality. But he disagrees up to issue 40. There was definitely one mind at work. Even after that, he would just forget he was a goblin and occasionally remember. There's no Jekyll and Hyde. What are your thoughts? I agree. Uh, it wasn't a split personality. The uh, apparent split personality was caused by the electrochemical shock that occurred in issue number 40, which kept him going back and forth between two personalities. But after he, is, he was uh, subject to another uh, uh, physical trauma, uh, getting the uh, Goblin Glider through the heart, I think that pretty well took care of that. So. Cool. Uh, FSU Spider Fan, in the spirit of Halloween, what's the scariest Spider-Man story? 605. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the scariest one is uh, probably One More Day. I'm kidding. Uh, uh, I would think uh, the, uh, I don't know, I don't think it's really scary, but the really creepy one that I can think of is the Morbius story from McFarland's uh, issue 13 and 14. Yeah. Kevin, can I get a verdict? Uh, yeah, that gives some creepy to that. I'd probably go more with um, the the terrible Paul Jenkins story where he turned into an actual spider. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's scary for a whole different reason, though. <laughs> JR, do you remember a really creepy one? A creepy Spidey story? Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, actually, the one that I hated the most was a what-if story where Craven killed Spider-Man and ate his body. I hated that. That freaked me out, and I thought that was totally inappropriate. You know, Craven's Last Hunt was creepy. That was scary. He was buried alive. Buried alive. <laughs> uh, and also, FSU Spider fan, his baby will be born somewhere around Halloween, so wish us luck. W good luck, Daddy. Good luck. Good luck, sir. Good luck. Good luck from us. Uh, Berserk Fury 819, entering the Crimson Skygrave. What does that mean? I'm, it's over my uh, head. He's from Detroit. Okay. <laughs> Stella. Stella 52 versus Bubba Moose. Go. Okay, I produced something, but since we're running short on time, I'm just going to go really quickly through no, it. No, so go ahead. Please. It's fine. It's fine. I'll, 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 make time. I'll make time for the battle. <laughs> no, I feel really bad. No, I'll, I'll go as quickly as, as humanly possible. The road's not taken by Robert Frost. Two roads diverged in a yellow wood, and sorry I could not travel both. And be one traveler long I stood, and looked down one as far as I could, to where it bent in the undergrowth. I interrupt this message to free your minds from the sycophantic ramblings of the one of a kind. Silver 52 will talk until she's blue in the face. Her words hit your eyes like mace to the eyes. Excuse me. 
then took the other as just as fair and having perhaps the better claim because it was grassy and wanted wear. Though as for that, the passing air had warned them really about the same. Man, you're lame, but I better warn ya. There's a moose on the loose and her name is Bubba. Flies high, runs free, doesn't get in trouble. But you better believe me, I am both that morning equally lay. In leaves no step had trodden black. Oh, I kept the first for another day. Yet knowing how way leads on to way, I doubted if I should ever come back. Does anyone have a needle and thread? Cause I'm ripped. And I will take those words right off of your lips. Bubble, bubble, toil and trouble. Go back, 52, to your safe little bubble. I shall be telling this with a, say, with a sigh. Somewhere ages and ages hence, two roads diverged in a wood. And I, I took the one that's traveled by, and that has made all the difference. The one was traveled by brings a tear to my eye and a smile to my face. Peace. Bubba Moose is out of this place. Wow. Bravo. What a, what a, what a battle. Oh, my goodness. Boy, that really kicks the ass of my conversation with all the night staying. Jeez, I got third. Wow. Wow. Uh, let's see. Next one to me. Uh, since two years have passed since his departure and with the current lunacy of drunken hookups, kinky sex, and writers insulting fans, has your opinion of JMS's run changed at all? Yeah, he loves Brandon Day. Just saying. <laughs> I don't love it, but anyway. No, no, uh, no not J- you. I'm talking, I'm talking about Berserk. Oh, yeah. JMS uh, had highs and lows, and just like the modern story, I hated the spider's totem. I wasn't that big a fan of the drunken hookup with Gwen and Norman. Right, were, were they drinking, JR? They were not drinking. They were not drinking. That was Stone Cold. She was, uh, yeah. Anyway, I don't think much has changed in the last decade of Spider-Man. We've had highs and lows. Some stuff I like, some stuff I don't. I look for the next 10 years to be the same. JR, he asked you the same question. What do you think? My opinion of JMS's run hasn't changed from what the opinion I've held for the last couple of years. I mean, it was a, uh, it was a uh, run that had great potential, but never really quite lived up to it. Uh, what's happened here in Brand New Day has not impacted it one way or the other. Yeah. Kevin, do you think Peter is currently being written so out of character because the brain trust seriously doesn't get it, or are they just trying to piss us off? Yeah, I've addressed this a couple of times. It's There has never been a writer or an editor uh, that sat down and tried to screw this up for you. Uh, there's never been somebody that's been in that industry that's been trying to just piss you off with the way they write the character. They are all trying their best. Uh, they're doing the best stories they can using what they think of the character. And I completely and utterly disagree with what they think of the character, but they are doing the best they can. They're not trying to ruin this for you. Yeah, they're not phoning this in uh, yeah. to jump in. They're not phoning it in. If they were if they were really trying to piss you off, they'd be phoning it in and telling you on. No, these guys are telling the stories that they want to tell. Whether you like it or not, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. Michael, why is Amazing Spider-Man still being marketed as all age when it's clearly not? We kind of hit that up, but... Yeah, we kind of covered it, um, because this is, these are the stories they want to tell, but they still want to keep that veneer that Spider-Man is for everybody. Yep. Uh, Zach, why is, how is George Berriman so awesome? George Berriman's level of awesomeness cannot be, cannot be determined by mere words. <laughs> okay. Though NASA is currently working on a measurement device. <laughs> yes, yes, NASA is. Thank That's you. Uh, for all of us, excluding Civil War, OMD, BND, OPP, if you could change any one thing in Spider-Man's what? history, what would it be? <laughs> OPP? What the, what are the hell is Are you not down with OPP, Zach, you young no. pup? All right. No, I'm not. Look it up. Okay. <laughs> Google, are you down with OPP? Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, what's the one thing in Spider-Man's history we would change? JR, what would you change? Mm, I wouldn't have gone through the reboot, Perry. That was awful. Yeah, Stella. Anything you'd change? Um, I guess I wonder why Civil War is on that list. I actually enjoyed that. Um, I'm not sure. I think the other, just certain parts of the other, I didn't care for. Yeah, Michael. Uh, that Michael Jackson jacket that Black Cat was wearing uh, <laughs> in 1987 was just freaking ugly. It's made of ass. Yeah. Um, Prison ass. Ke- <laughs> Prison ass. Kevin, speaking of. I, I would go back to Spectacular Spider-Man Volume 2, Number 14, and change any mention of that vampire being Morbius to something like Nosferatu or some other random vampire. There you go. Zach? Um... 
Spider-Man 75, Ben doesn't die. Uh, okay. I don't have one. I, I I don't like all the Aunt May sex, but that's part of hey! my day. Yeah, I, I just don't wow. want to see that again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> FSU Spider Fan, the Winterville Wonderland of North Carolina. How about a dramatic reading of Buffy meeting Morbius by Stealth and Kev? <laughs> oh, shit, I did not prepare for this at all. <laughs> oh, Kevin, how Kevin, who do you want to play? Buffy staked Morbius. The... All right, Music okay, Fighter. Music Fighter asks. Hey, y'all. <laughs> Have any of you read hey, any Golden hi. Age comics? If so, which ones and what did you think of them? And if you've read more than one, what series did you enjoy the most? JR, you're around in the Golden Age. <laughs> <laughs> When, when that, God that. created the Earth in seven days, he created Golden Age Comics. Well, well it's there. like I've always said, God said, let there be light, and J.R. stepped to the left. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and this, this goes along with me being designated as Grandpa, Sis, Grandpa Simpson and that uh, Simpsons take off that one dude did. So, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, if, if you consider the Golden Age to have ended around 57 and the beginning around the Silver Age, uh, the only comics I can claim to have read from that time period are old Superman and Batman. Uh, particularly, there were two great volumes, Superman from the 30s to 70s and Batman... Yes! Batman from the 30s to 70s. I would highly, I haven't seen those anywhere except in libraries when I was a teenager. If they were for sale, I would buy them. They are absolutely great. So, you know what? Now, Bailey, you have JR? to be a Golden Age yeah. historian. I have both. Go to eBay. Okay. They uh, are on eBay. Those were the first two. They were in the library of my elementary school. That's what got me into comics, those two books. I, I tell you right now, I, this is funny. I've read those both, too. <laughs> so I, I I feel what you're saying there, there, Jr. I'll have to, I'll have to check out eBay, Bailey. Thank if you. They would, if they would do one of those for Spider-Man from like the '60s to the '80s or something, that would be great. I mean, I, I wish they would do something like that. So, Bailey, in order to enjoy your favorite hero, which is Superman, you have to read Golden Age comics. Reading Golden Age Superman comics are great because you get to see him when he was uh, a, the the champion of the weak and oppressed and doing things like tearing down tenement slums so that the government will be re- forced to rebuild better housing and declaring war on reckless drivers and tearing apart people's cars when they're driving recklessly down the street. Golden Age Superman stories are great. Golden Age Batman stories are excellent. The, especially the really early ones before Robin was introduced, they were moody. Uh, there's one where he fights a, uh, a villain known as the Monk, and it's got vampires and werewolves. Uh, yeah. and, and and the first one with Hugo Strange has him in a plane gunning down monsters who are climbing <laughs> up the Empire State Building. Uh, I love Golden Age. Uh, Golden Age Cap stories are pretty interesting, too. I've gotten to read some of those. Cool. Uh, let's see. Zach says, for, he's from Woodland Park, Colorado. He says, hey, guys, love the show. Now the question, Zach, are the Cowboys going to make it to the playoffs this year? I don't know. Uh, I really I, I, I really don't know. I haven't seen the new stadium yet. Uh, I've seen it when it was being built. I'm going to try to get down there sometime soon. Kevin, I'm also a writer trying to get my stuff out there. Other than posting your stories on the site, what are some ways you've tried to get it published? I'm very interested in hearing another person's take. Uh, you've just got to find an artist that you can work with and pitch stuff to people. There are very few companies that will take cold pitches these days. You've pretty much got Image, Dark Horse, Shadowline, and Ape to choose from. Uh, but, you know, I've just been lucky and found some good artists. Uh, you know, put up, an, put up an ad on digitalwebbing.com, uh, see if you get any hits from there. Um, but, yeah, really, just find an artist and pitch. That's the best thing you can do. BD, thanks for such an awesome site. Thank you, sir. The podcast gets me through work. I know that you like the Hulk. I was just wondering what you think of statues of the Hulk, the status. I, I like Hulk statues too, but the status, the status <laughs> of the Hulk verse these days. Do you like Loeb's stuff? I personally prefer Greg Pak's stuff. And also, have you read Son of a Hulk? And I have not, and was wondering if it's any good. Son of a Hulk is a son of a bitch of a title, and I hate it. Yes. Uh, it's horrible. Bailey's a Hulk fan. You hate it too. Don't pick that up. Wasn't that big a fan of Pak's stuff where he was on the the Battle Hulk. The Gladiator Hulk, yeah, not a fan. Loeb is hot and cold. I'd give him a B minus so far. He, I think he's doing an okay job. I don't like that uh, the Hulk is turning into Craven. He's got kids everywhere. 
the alimony <laughs> and the child support for the bastard ought, ought to be out of the roof. So I, I don't know. It, Hulk is hasn't been good since Peter David left, but I think Loeb is is going in the right direction at least. Jr. I think that we are in agreement that Spider-Man 2 was the best of the movies so far. In your opinion, with the same writers, actors, producers being involved in the next one, is there any hope of them being as good as 2 was? First of all, sir, you presume much because we are not in agreement. Uh, my favorite was the first one. But you're, to answer your question, uh, there's no reason that uh, Raimi and uh, company can't uh, make number four as good as the first two. Number three had problems. You know, I mean, it just did. Well, let's move on. And uh, there's no reason to think that four can't be uh, as good as the first two. Stella, what were the last three book book bugs? <laughs> what were the last three bugs you read? Um. <laughs> Or books. I just finished uh, book two of Ovid's Fausti, which is um, a Latin poem and elegiac meter uh, about the calendar. Um, so I just finished that one. Uh, I recommend wait, 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 wait. You read a book about the calendar? Yeah. It's about the Roman calendar, and it goes into detail of each of the days and the different um, festivals that happen on the day and origins <laughs> of them. So anyways – Shooting down my whatever. Um, <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> no, I just not. I just would never occur to me. Well, let's go read a book about a calendar. Well, it's more interesting. Than it sounds. <laughs> okay. um, the other one I recommended last month, uh, "The Art of Racing in the Rain" by Garth Stein, and the one before that, I guess I would have read for class, uh, was Livy's "The Early History of Rome." So. You're just a freaking genius. I love it. I'm thinking of recommending a book about watching the grass grow. You know. I'm <laughs> I read a good pop-up book the other day. <laughs> Mr. Bailey, what is your favorite uh, comic up. story? It could be an arc or a single issue. Really and truly, it's uh, DC New Frontier. Uh, it's a mini-series that DC put out in 2004 and 2005 that kind of shows the beginnings of the Silver Age. And it was dr written and drawn by Darwin Cook. Uh, it was adapted into an animated film, but the original series itself, it's so layered. There, it's, it's got a large cast of characters. The artwork is beautiful. Uh, my wife got me the absolute version for Christmas a few years ago, and it's absolutely stunning. So that would be it. Uh, Lady Spider from Townsend, Maryland. Question for Stella. Why hasn't anyone given MJ a best friend to hang out with and vent to? And do you really... Do you read any plays like Tennessee Williams' Cat on a Hot Tin Roof? Um, for the first one, I'm not sure exactly why. I think maybe it's because MJ has such a dynamic and big personality that anyone that she would be um, attached to, uh, girlfriend-wise, um, platonically, um, would be overshadowed by MJ. So I think I, I think that's why. You know, our focus is on MJ and. I think her being alone right now is really poignant. Um, and as for the Tennessee Williams, uh, yes, he is one of my favorite playwrights. Uh, Glass Menagerie, I think, is my top favorite. Of course, I've um, dabbled in the Streetcar Named Desire, which is, of course, the Stella Impressions. And I've seen Cat on a Hot Tin Roof, uh, which is one of my favorite um, movies. So. Cool. Extreme Spider from In Between Darkness and Light. That would be Dusk. Uh, hi, boys and girls. Has anybody caught that in 603 and panel where the chameleon Peter is looking through his high school yearbook next to Flash is Stephen Wacker? Uh, yes, I actually caught that. I did, too. I did anybody notice a symbiote storyline is in every current Spider-Man video game? Yes. Yes. <laughs> what did you think of Smallville Season 9 premiere? I thought it was pretty solid. Bailey, did uh, you loved it. watch it? Kevin watched uh, it. liked it. It was good. I liked it. Uh, episode two kind of set everything back to normal. Yeah. Sort of. So, uh. Smallville does it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what I was about to say. But no, yeah. it was a very solid, it was a very solid beginning. It was like Dark Knight mixed with Smallville. And they even got like the score from Dark Knight to use half the time. It's kind of funny. Bailey, how excited are you to see the, the S everywhere? There's, there's S on his chest, S on the, S on the wall. I'm just wondering why he can burn that S into such a very particular style that it looks like the S, but the one in his chest looks like crap. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, Kevin, you digging Smallville this season? Yeah, I'm actually really liking this season so far, even though I thought uh, this week's zombie episode was kind of a hiccup. But <laughs> I haven't watched um, it. it Tallow was great, though. Brian Austin Green since Terminator has been doing really I wanted good. to see more development before he became a Tallow, though. 
Yeah. Still, yeah. You well, watch, I, I just liked it because that he had such a believable, uh, relatable, and really unassailable reason for wanting to kill Superman. And I, I like those kind of villains. Uh, sir, sir, it is the blur. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's in Squadron Supreme. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> very nice, very nice. Uh, what do you all think of the Fantastic Four movies being rebooted? I liked them. I did too. I, I did too. Yeah, I did too. Uh, they, they were good popcorn movies. You, you can't expect Spider-Man every single every single shoot. I think yeah, I hated the first one, but I thought the second one was great. So I'm sorry to toss out all that you know improvement. I I think the main problem with both of them was Doom. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That was the big problem. Yeah. The, the the rest of it was fine. I I wanted Galactus, but you know. We got the but cloud. I, I think uh, Fox is doing that so they can keep the rights before they go back to Marvel. They want to do a cash oh, grab. Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> what do you what do you think is Marvel City? I go to New York City. That's pretty much been proven. Stanley said he based it on what he sees out his window. Yeah. Yeah, it's everybody's in New York and Marvel. And Bubba Moose. Uh what dead non comic writer would you like to see in Marvel or DC? I almost wonder what would happen if you took Ernest Hemingway and put him on like Punisher or something. I feel like <laughs> I just I think that'd be Yo, fantastic. Uh, BD, what's your favorite Spider-Man incarnation? Uh, the comics. <laughs> I mean, I, I like I like. You won. That wasn't the question. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, what does movies like and cartoon are acceptable in miniseries? Oh, not I, not counting the comics. What's your basically. favorite Green Lantern, Brad? Oh, well, I avoid that because I'm tired of those. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you brought it up anyway, you bastard. Uh, <laughs> I I guess the movies. If you if I pick movies, cartoon, and miniseries is what he he's giving me the choices of. I guess I'll go with the movies because the spectacular go. miniseries are generally ass. Yeah, so, I would go with the spectacular Spider-Man for me. <clears throat> oh gosh, nice Spidey Sight UK from nowhere. Uh, hi guys, here's my questions. Hope everyone's fine and healthy. Brad, how did it feel to not spend the most amount at mail order comics anymore? I beat you by 75 bucks. It, it yeah. gave me warm fuzzies, sir. Uh, <laughs> Zach, what has been your favorite Clone Saga media, i.e. figure appearance on a show or a game? Well, you can't get, you can't go wrong with the 10 inch scroll at Spider, but, um, but I, I really liked the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know I did that on purpose. Um, I really liked the episode, the final episode of uh, of um, the '90s cartoon. That was good stuff. To Kevin, who would you pick as an actor to play Michael Jackson? I mean, Morbius. I've always thought uh, a lesser known actor, Thomas Kretschmann, would be good for it, but he's he's getting a little bit older now, so I'm not sure. Stella, who's your favorite DC hero and heroine? Um. Heroine, I would say Batgirl. Uh, oh boy, with a close second of Black Canary. And Hero is hard because I actually like more of the girls in the DC universe than the guys. Um, probably Nightwing, and I kind of have a soft spot for uh, Red Arrow. Okay, Michael, who, in your opinion, has played the best Clark Kent and the best Superman? Same guy, Clayton Bud Collier, that did the voice on the radio series. He's the one that established making Clark's voice go higher to differentiate him and Superman, and I thought he did an excellent job in both roles. Really? I, what about what about uh, visual? What what? Uh, Visually, I think Dean Cain made the best Clark Kent, and mm-hmm. I think Christopher Reeve made the best Superman. Wow. JR, apart from Spider-Man, what other Marvel comics do you read? Uh, well, I've had to cut back, but right now, uh, Dark Avengers. Yep. Although I read Dark Avengers last night. That one kind of sucked with Ares and his kid. What's that about? I yeah, actually, no Norman. I, I did. I know. I know. I mean, yeah, I buy it for Norman too. But I actually kind of like that one because you had a troubled, you know, troubled father son relationship, which I can relate to on both ends. So I didn't have a problem with it. I actually gave that a five for five on the Avengers Assemble podcast. So we disagree. And we t- and talked about Smallville previous question, and he's been reading Civil War, Secret Wars, Avengers. You think Marvel will ever make animated or live action version? Well, they've already done Secret Wars and Spider Man in the nineties, and Civil War was in a video game. Yeah, I-, I think it's just a matter of time. Yeah, so I agree. 
Uh, let's see. We've kind of hit your spoiler question about him banging everybody with a pulse, so we'll move on. Uh, Captain Cheesecake from Up Your Mass. <laughs> well, I think so, sir. Uh, I'm not often on the boards, but I'm always checking out the main page. Uh, uh, what's his question? If you guys, uh, he wants to know what we think of the mini marbles. Oh, they're great. Next po- question, uh, Donna Marker, buddy. Uh, joke question for the panel: What do you guys think would be a more dangerous drinking game? Take a shot whenever Kevin says the word character. Take a shot when Brad gives an issue an A. <laughs> Take a shot when Spidey Dude says you fail. In the you fail. Take a shot when Stella says, "Oh dear." Let me hear it. Oh dear. Remember, those who attempt any of these games leave their liver prone to dangerous risk. Must be over 21 to try. What happens more often? Do I give A's or character or fail or oh dear? What happens more, guys? I, I, I think you'd have to add in the oh my gosh for Stella because that one gets in there a lot. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> uh. Usually Stella's barely disguised disgust with us, I would say, is the most common thing uh, <laughs> said in the podcast. So. I think every time Bailey says Superman in a Spider-Man show, I take a shot. <laughs> but no, I just, you just cry and die a little inside. That's true. Uh, but I give you an A. Uh, t- tabule Myasa? Uh, no, tabule, tabule Rasa. Gotcha, sorry. Philadelphia, wow. PA. Holy crap, that's a novel. I even know what that means. Uh, for Brad? For you? I don't. What, what does uh, that mean? I do. Uh, blank slate. Yep. I'm correct. Lots of TV show episodes have been titled Tabula Rasa. <laughs> I missed them. Uh, love the show. Been checking out the site and podcast for over a year, and you guys are doing great. For me, first, this being the first, being the season for Halloween, what's your favorite Spider-Man costume other than the good old red and blue? I love the black. Is what I like. Secondly, there's been a lot of talk about Peter Parker banging two women. Uh, in your opinion, would you like to be making? In your opinion, would we still be making a big deal about Peter having sex with Black Cat if the drunken hookup with Michelle never happened? Yes. Um, I I don't think so. I don't think it would be that big a blow up. I think the the Michelle really outraged us all because he was out of character. I think it's in character to sleep with somebody that he's already banged. I, I think it'd be less of, and I think the the fist to the face really just uh, put the hackles of everybody up. Uh, for Bailey, two questions. First, what's been the best story to come out of OMD BND? Um, I would say New Ways to Die would be the best one. Okay. As a Superman fan, have you checked out Secret Origins? Yes, and I am remaining... I, I didn't like it, but I'm not going to have that as my firm opinion about the series until it all comes out. I had some issues. For Stella, first, when is the Bubba Moose debut album hitting the stores? I'm thinking probably close to summer. I really have to get back to my manager, George Berryman, to help me uh, <laughs> set up and get into the recording studio. Nice. Secondly, we've gotten Doc Ock, Chameleon, She Craven. She's a Craven. And uh, from the previous, it looks like we'll be getting Sandman Ye- soon, too. Wait, we should call our Skittles the Penny Hooker. And do you think we could be seeing a Sister Six return? If so, how will how well will it stand up to the other incarnations, Stella? She's a super freak, super freak. She's super freaky. Ow! Um, let's see, yeah. <laughs> um, I think probably they are kind of teasing uh, a Sinister Six coming, and I don't think it's going to stand up with some of the classical incarnations, especially if Diablo is a part of that, which it kind of seems from the yeah exactly, which it seems from the end of that one issue, and she Craven. So I mean, you've got three out of the five that are top-notch villains, and then two that are pretty crappy. It'll still bring down the team. Okay. Uh, for Kevin, first, everyone seems to be enjoying your crawl space. Have you ever considered publishing any original material not associated with Spidey? I'm trying hard, sir. <laughs> I've, uh, I've all had a pitch rejected with uh, Dion Hamill. I'm doing another pitch with him, and I'm doing a different pitch right now with Scott Larson. So I'm, I'm doing all I can. We'll just see, you know, what... Maybe something will hit somebody right at some point. Second one to Kevin. I've been reading Ultimate Comics Spider-Man and have really enjoyed Bendis' story with Mysterio, but the art is turning me off. Realistically, how long can a good story outweigh bad art? I think it's a matter of personal taste. Um, me, I'm a guy that will generally go for uh, writing over art. I'm not somebody that will 
read something just for the art, but if it looks so bad after a while, it, it brings down your opinion of it. I mean, I've read two different things by the same writer that are pretty much the same quality from them, but one of them has great art, one of them has terrible, and so that does color your opinion of it. I I think Ultimate Comic Spider-Man, is, as long as it looks like this, is never going to be as successful as the original. I don't mind the art. I, I, yeah, the art's ass. Okay. <laughs> Well, I'm not saying the art is. I'm not saying the artist is a terrible artist. I'm saying Ultimate Spider-Man should not be manga, and I think a lot of people are feeling or, that way. I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. <clears throat> but I still don't mind. I still enjoy the book every month. For Zach, if I'm sure you're giddy with excitement over the return of the Clone Saga and Ben being named in both the Clone Saga and Amazing 608, do you think this is just the beginning of a possible Ben Riley return to be more permanent, or will he disappear once again, one, once the Clone Saga is done? Uh, you know, get back to me when the, both the orcs are done. <laughs> I mean, I, I know that's a cop-out, but um, i I got to see where they're going first. Uh, I think they they may be using Ben Riley as a backdoor. Um, they're trying to set up as many backdoors as they possibly can to get this uh, get this bad taste out of a lot of people's mouth, if, if they can or if they want to. Uh, just, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm giddy, as you put it. Um, and... Um, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. This is better when he than when he saw his first girl naked. Oh <laughs> God! Oh, and it's a it's a twin. Uh, for Jr., <laughs> a Norman Osborn fan, who would you rather see take da- him down at the end of Dark Reign, Harry or someone else? Uh, yeah, the question says Spider Man, Harry or someone else. Um, boy, as a Spider Man fan, I want to see Spider Man taking down because I, I mean I I. You know, I mean, he's Spider-Man's villain for one. Uh, just as, as a Norman Osborn fan, I'd like to see Harry take him down because I think the whole father-son thing uh, makes for a great story. Uh, someone else, I'm definitely afraid someone else is going to do it, either Nick Fury or Doctor Doom or something. I worry about that because I just don't, I don't like that possibility happening. It's got to be either Spidey or Harry. Well, they just announced that the, uh, in January it's all coming to an end with Cap. Iron Man and Thor teaming up. Yeah. yeah. So it's going to be one of them. Uh, or all of them, more likely. Yeah. That's ass. They are into the slang. We've got converted them. And here's a question for everyone. After a lot of good reviews, I tried reading Blackest Night, but I don't feel it's as good as others are saying. What was one comic story arc or crossover event that hyped up but you thought was a disappointment? Ultimate Alliance 2 out of me? Uh, Final Crisis. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I would second Final Crisis. Civil War. I didn't like oh, the way like, it ended. I, I, it was built up, built up, built up, built up, and then just ended shitty. Like your last date. No, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> oh. Scarecrow 756 with a Green Lantern avatar from the planet OA. 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 What's OA? OA is where the Green Lantern, uh, the, the Guardians of the Universe that give the Green Lanterns their rings and... I thought that That's was a, the central a loose woman. She was a Oa. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Have you ever considered having Bertoni on the podcast? Uh, yes. He's going to be on the podcast this year. He's going to do a trivia question podcast between me and the gang so I can participate and not have to host it. And, awesome. I, and I think I'm going to get my ass handed by JR because I've been listening to some of his questions, and, and I'm just, wow. Didn't Stella in the last one? Yes. So, so that just proves that... Uh, <laughs> JR is unbeatable. So, speaking of JR, what Star Trek movie do you think is the best and what is your favorite? And how would you rank J.J. Abrams' Trek film on your list of top ten Trek movies? Mm. Well, for one, I wouldn't have ten top Trek movies because there's only been 11 and four of them have been Next Generation. Uh, But the real question is, uh, I tell you, it's a drop. The the dropkick response is always to say Wrath of Khan. I really do like Rathacon because as a movie, I think it demands more of the viewer emotionally with Spock's death, Kirk's dealing with aging and dealing with old mistakes that come back to haunt him, as well as Ricardo Montalban's um, just marvelous over-the-top performance uh, as Khan. But the latest Star Trek was great. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I really did. Uh, I would probably place it second or third uh, among all the uh, Star Trek movies. Stella, what's your opinion of classical music? And if you like it, who are some of your favorite composers? 
I do enjoy classical music. That was actually the first thing um, that I really got into before I started branching out. People always thought I was a nerd, so I, I didn't really tell that many people. Um, I especially like Mozart and Beethoven, especially when I'm studying for finals and everything. Um, the 20th century uh, composers, I really like Aaron Copeland. Gershwin is up there. Um, he's actually one of my favorites. He's kind of dabbles in the jazz as well. And John Williams is always a classic, so... For Kevin, do you see Jeff Johns doing a Spider-Man story? Oh, absolutely, and I think he would do a really good job, though I don't think it would be as great as his best DC runs, because one of the things about Jeff Johns that's so great over there is that he can just feel his knowledge of and love for the DC universe coming off the page. I don't think it would translate the same way to Marvel, but I still think he'd do a great job. Spidey Dude, what appeals to you the most about the Clone Saga, and what's your take on the Ultimate Clone Saga? It's the best of both worlds. You get the single Spider-Man and you get the married Spider-Man. It's it's the best solution to a quote-unquote problem that doesn't exist. Uh, my take on the Ultimate Clone Saga is it's made of awesome. That was a badass story arc. I mean, just completely awesome. You had Richard. You had it, it was full of twists and turns and plot twists and Doc Gock being able to make stuff out of metal. Like Magneto. <laughs> but other than that, uh, really, a really, really good story. I liked it. Oh. Mike Bailey, do you think that the Batman Reborn books are a cheap marketing ploy for DC to just to boost sales by starting from issue one? Or do you think it has been a good storytelling device to say more about the Batman character and his huge emphasis in the DCU? Well, first, I wouldn't say they're cheap because, you know, they're like two ninety nine a piece. That's, that's mm-hmm. kind of that's not expensive. Cheap. You get about four or five of them. Uh, you know, coming out of the time. Seven. Well, number ones, at least. Uh, I think, um, I think it's how they think they, I, this is gonna sound weird. I think this is how they think they should have done it. Um, making it an event does draw attention to it. The problem with events is keeping the momentum going afterwards. Uh, I, I've never been a real big fan of this sort of thing. Because it always feels like a uh, marketing gimmick. So, but you know, it's it's the name of the game. It's like when Marvel started rebranding everything Dark Reign, you know, to to throw attention on it. So, okay. Uh, to all reading Green Lantern, Blackest Night, how are you liking it so far? And are you picking up any of the tie-in issues or just the main series? Uh, I think uh, it's, it's absolutely a- fantastic, um, and I think. Jeff Johns is doing a great job with the Green Lantern issues. I think Peter Tomasi is doing a great job with the Green Lantern core issues. Um, I haven't really picked up a lot of the ancillary miniseries. I looked at Blackest Night Batman, the first issue, and was kind of disappointed with it. But the main series and the main two Green Lantern books are just phenomenal. This is exactly what I want an event to be. Well, my, my only issue with it is I don't like the artwork in the core, Green Lantern core. Yeah, I've never been a big Pat Gleason fan, but Peter Tomasi's been so good that I've been reading it for, you know, probably about 30 issues now, and I guess I've kind of gotten used to it. Yeah. Okay. Since I hardly ever do it, uh, I will plug that uh, on my other podcast, Views from the Long Box, I have a monthly special talking about Blackest Night. The first two are already up. We're going to be recording the third one soon. So, uh, yeah, plug. Plus a plug. <laughs> Uh, our buddy B-Dog from Canada says, Kevin, what will we see in Crawl Space this year? Well, I'm hoping to God that we see number seven before the end of this year. Um, <laughs> I'm way late on that. <laughs> I beat you. Uh, but, yeah, we're going to, the next two issues are the end of Spider-Man Black. Then we have a three-issue arc dealing with Harry's first attack that has to do with some clone soccer matters, uh, which will lead into a three-part arc that returns Kane. And I think a lot of Clone Saga fans are going to be really happy with that one. Um, yeah, great stuff coming up, in my opinion at least. I think a lot of people are going to enjoy it. Awesome. Uh, Stella, what has been your le- or your favorite season Lost? Probably season three. I'm finishing up season four right now. And even though I'm a big Juliet fan and she's more portrayed there, I, it's not as good. But season three, I think, is the one I've liked the most so far. Okay. To, let's see. This is what happens when I check Facebook. Uh, <laughs> will you be buying Uncharted 2, Brad? Uh, I don't own Uncharted 1. But I did download the demo I played for like five minutes, but then I went back to Grand Theft Auto. Wow. <laughs> well, still, I was just running around in the in the forest, and my plane crashed. I 
exactly. mean, that's the story. Yeah, uh, I know. The beginning of it. Okay. I mean, do I get to fight guys? I mean, I just yeah. I can't I can't figure out how to hop the rocks. <laughs> that didn't sound good. I'm sorry. That did sound bad. I apologize. Uh, did Jr. Did you I read think any? You take double the pop, hop the rocks there, Brad. <laughs> I, I can't figure. Is it triangle or square? How do I hop the rocks? Jr. Did you read any DC books back in the day? Uh, unfortunately, I've had a lot of days, so I don't know exactly what era that will refer to, but. No, I have tried. Uh, I did review. I did read some DC when I reviewed for Hero Realm. I could never get into DC. Uh, I found more success uh, going outside of Marvel when I tried the Indies. Um, the whys and wheres are probably beyond the uh, ability of us to contain in this podcast. But no, not really. Okay, you know I, I haven't. I'm I'm with Jr. I just can't get into it either. Uh, let's see, to Zach, SpideyDude.com. It's been down for a long time, and it's up, and it's down. Uh, it's up, and it's down. Oh, I'm kidding. Um, I have oh. I have ideas for graphic design. What's going on? Uh, okay, B-Dog, uh, first of all, email me or PM me on the board. Um, second of all, <laughs> there. what happened was is I was in the middle of changing providers. Uh, then I took a massively massive pay cut at work. And uh, bills came first, and I was still paying off some stuff like my financial aid and some other bills that I was working on. Um, so I'm kind of trying to scrunch up some money to get, at least get it up for a couple of months. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, gosh. Sorry. Thanks, thanks, Brad. Um, I, I have actually talked about doing a, a possible PayPal account if people want to donate because I've actually – People actually have said they wanted to donate to help the site. Uh, I'll let y'all know when that ha- when that's up. Uh, until then, I mean, the Clone Saga fix that you need is going to be on Clone Saga Chronicles podcast. We'll be advertising it on on a Brad site. And uh, hang on, I'm getting a phone call. Oh lord! Oh, for and, God's sake! All right. And, and anyway, <laughs> but uh, that that's what's going on. Michael and Kevin, do you think they're going to bring Ronnie Raymond, the Firestorm, back to life? Jeff Johns has said he loves the character. More than likely. Uh, yeah, it sounds like they're going to be bringing a lot of these people back after the end of Blackest Night. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's all he's got. Thank you very much. And Mr. Godzilla, to anyone who wishes to answer what would happen to 616, as in the pre-brand-new-day version, Mary Jane, if Peter died? Hmm. I think what would happen would be actually similar to the ending of the what-if story that I absolutely despised when Craven killed Spider-Man. At the end of that, she became an advocate uh, for the super-powered class when they were facing um, you know, negative, negative fallout from, from various things, and she became a spokesman in their behalf. So I think she might do something like that. What about uh, Michael? What do you think? You know, I, 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 I mean, is this suggesting that that Mary Jane is existing somewhere else and the Mary Jane we see now isn't Mary Jane? Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's not that I don't have an answer or that I think, oh, he's right in Lawrenceville. He's near where I live. That's interesting. Um, but, you know, I, I don't I don't think it's a, I don't think they're going to kill her. So, yeah. Uh, I just don't understand it. I apologize. Well, I mean, I, I think with our sensibilities, we know that if they kill Spider-Man, we're not going to have a book anymore. Yeah. I mean, we're, 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 we're th- he, he's thinking of that these characters will go on without publication. <laughs> so, I don't know. What I would just happen. think he's asking a hypothetical question. Yeah. I don't think I don't think we ought to interpret too much out of it. He's just asking us. He's just asking a hypothetical. Yeah. Okay, last question. Mr. Bertoni Beetle has a happy ending for the question thread. Uh, he's thrown it out to JR, but JR said, hell no, I'm not going to do this. So whoever dares to go there, who wants to improv the untold scene of how Norman Osborne was able to get Gwen to pop some sweet Oscorn kernels <laughs> with them? Uh, Stella should play Norman, Brad should play Gwen, or whoever feels they can do the role justice. Uh, who wants to do, who wants to play Norman? I'll play Norman. Okay, Michael's Norman. Who wants to be Gwen? I can be Gwen. <laughs> Stella should be Gwen. I mean, well, she's Stella, the chick. Do you want to do Gwen, or do you want me to do Gwen? I mean, Brad, if you want to go for it, okay. that's fine. All right, Bailey, this is impromptu theater. All right. I'm, I'm Gwen. Um, 
I'll be Gwen. You start, Bailey. <laughs> hey, Gwen, come on in. Oh, my, Mr. Osborne. <laughs> Why don't you sit down and have a drink of this alcohol that is not in any way having any kind of roofies in it whatsoever and have some popcorn. <laughs> oh, Mr. Osborne, I don't know. I've got a date with Peter later today. Drink it. <laughs> okay. Chug, chug, chug. Oh, my, the room's tipsy. All right, get the clothes off. Time <laughs> <laughs> to make Osborne. sweet, sweet goblin love. I'm going to wear the mask. I hope you don't mind. <laughs> Is that a pumpkin bomb? <laughs> About to go off in you. Oh. Okay, I'm done. All right, this is turning into sexuality. I don't. I can't. Oh gosh. Oh my god. Is it twins? <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. I can't. Wives have been wow. crossed here today. Wow. <laughs> I think wives are going to leave us, Bailey. <laughs> I'm going to list that under fail just my because. I think I'm going to leave you. <laughs> Oh, hey, I we can't gotta... do as good a Norman as as, as Jr. I no, apologize. Really did... Goblin expo- expert, how did that go down? What'd you think? You know, there's a reason I decided I stated <laughs> that I wasn't going to get involved, and I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> He's saying it sucks, Brad. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. That was horrible. Oh, all right. That's how you have to go in the crawl space. And that wraps up our last show for October. Now, I want to thank MailOrderComics.com for sponsoring this episode. Before we go, I want to give an example of their great prices. They're offering the Essential Spider-Man Volume 9. The cover price is 20 bucks. Mail Order has it for $12.39, which is 38% off the cover price. So check them out at MailOrderComics.com. Gang, thanks for listening. I'm your host, Brad Douglas, for the SpiderManCrawlspace.com.